Mark 11, 22 and 23. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he has said will happen, it will be done for him. (laughs) Don't doubt in your heart, but have faith in God. I really want to hammer this idea of doubt. The working definition of doubt is to lack confidence to consider unlikely. You know, that happened the very first time in Genesis 3 when Satan tempted Eve. God had given a clear command regarding the tree of knowledge of good and evil and had specified the consequence of disobedience. But Satan introduced doubt into Eve's mind when he asked, did God actually say, you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? He wanted her to lack confidence in God's command. When she affirmed God's command, including the consequences, Satan replied with a denial, with a lie, which is a stronger statement of doubt. You will not surely die. Doubt is a tool of Satan to make us lack confidence in God's word and consider his judgment unlikely. (laughs) We need to ask God to help us in our unbelief. Lord, I do as the father of the son who had uh, the, the demon in Mark chapter 9 says, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Some people are greatly um, hindered by doubt, but some see it as a springboard to life and others see it as an obstacle to overcome The Bible has something to say about the cause of doubt and provides examples of people who struggled with it. We need to read about it. We need to stay digging into God's word and look at where people doubted and how they overcame it. The Bible clearly holds us accountable for our own doubts. When Zechariah was visited by the angel of the Lord and told he would have a son, he doubted. He logically assumed that he and his wife would be too old in Luke chapter 1. In response to his doubt, the angel said he would be mute until the day God's promise was fulfilled. Zechariah doubted God's ability to overcome natural obstacles, and many of us today share the same doubt. Anytime we allow human reason to overshadow faith in God, sinful doubt is the result. No matter how logical our reasons may seem, God has made foolish the wisdom of the world, 1 Corinthians 1.20. And his seemingly foolish plans are far wiser than man's. Faith in trusting God, even when his plan goes against human reason, or experience. So one who has faith, faith in God, tells the mountain to go throw itself in the sea and does not doubt, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. That kind of prayer moves mountains. 
That kind of prayer is for the faithfulness, the fruitfulness of God's kingdom. It would seem impossible to move a mountain into the sea, so Jesus used that picture to say that God can do anything. God will answer your prayers, but not as a result of your positive mental attitude. Other conditions must be met. You must be a believer. You must not hold a grudge against another person. You must not pray with selfish motives. Your request must be for the good of God's kingdom. So for us to pray effectively, we need to have faith in God, not faith in the object of the request. And if our focus is only on our request, you will be left with nothing if your request is refused. But to pray effectively, we need faith in God and in God alone. And not to focus on the request, but to focus on God, knowing He knows what's best. He knows what is proper and what is best for us. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 We can have confidence even in things we cannot see because God has proven himself faithful, true, and able time and time again. Trust in him. Don't doubt. Believe and pray to him. Lord, help me in my unbelief because I do believe. And let's walk out that kind of faith that can move mountains. He did it. Let's do it.